0: Hi guys, welcome to the next episode of Cosmic Corner. This week I speak to a coach called Cece, who is a spiritual um, mentor and coach for women on their journey of awakening. This was a really powerful episode, um, and so that's why I've called it our wild power. Um, I hope you enjoy, as always. Um, Here you go. So, tell me more about the work that you do.
1: So... The work that I do has been on a bit of a journey. When I first started in the coaching industry, I obviously did my training and it was very much, you know, goal-focused and quite linear in terms of helping people move from A to B. And as time's gone on, and as I've worked with more and more clients, and I've started to bring in my own interests and what really fascinates me into my business and trying to find ways to kind of join those things together yeah. um, my work has gotten more and more intuitive and more holistic as time's gone on yeah. um so the work that I do now and the clients that I tend to call in are I describe them as awakening women so they're women who are on their journey of awakening they've maybe started to go down the path of self-development maybe they've dabbled in some spiritual practice but they're still kind of going around in circles or hitting dead ends and the reason I call them awakening women is because they are not only awakening to the sort of quote-unquote matrix that they've been living in Mm. but they're also awakening to their own power and potential and to their own destiny really Um, And so they're always caught in this really annoying space, which I'm sure you'll relate to and so many of your listeners will relate to, where they've kind of awakened to their patterns. So they're not like living completely unconsciously to the point where, you know, you know, when you're like in the depths of your partying or bad relationship but like you still haven't realized that it's bad like you think you're happy even though you're not yeah, you're
0: like this is fine so, like they, yeah exactly
1: and you're like I'm living my best life like yeah. over on the weekend and I, I was I was that girl so much and yeah. I used to think I was so happy and so successful hmm. And it's like, they're not in that place anymore. Like they've awakened to the fact that like they've got these patterns, they've got these things that keep on occurring in their lives that they're not happy with. Mm. And maybe they've spent some time sober or they've spent some time like single um, or maybe they've done some personal development or done a meditation retreat on a weekend or something. And they've had these glimpses of like what life could be like if they were to truly devote themselves to this practice and Mm. to this way of living. But they're kind of like in between And so when they come to me, they've usually spent years like going around in circles, feeling like they're in this world that operates from this really kind of scarcity perspective where there isn't enough for them or there aren't enough men out there or there aren't enough, Mm. you know, job opportunities or there isn't enough money. And there's always like, not there's not enough. And it's this real projection of their own, I'm not enough wound Mm. really. So Um, So yeah, I really help them in terms of getting them back into their body, helping them to really reconnect with their intuition. I bring in a lot of uh, just spiritual awareness and kind of awareness of the mysticism of life. That's something that I'm so interested in. I'm obsessed with like mythology, esotericism, Mm. like all of that kind of the parts of history that are usually left out. I'm obsessed with all of that. Um, And I bring in a lot of like, Uh, analytical psychology so like Carl Jung's work as well and really find that by using archetypal stories or archetypal journeys Mm. um, such as fairy tales, myths, folklore you know that sort of thing uh, cards as well I'll use by helping them to connect to all these different um, stories these different themes and motifs that appear again and again for women and have done for Mm. centuries it really helps to move them out of their like Little ego bubble of oh, poor me, and their victim state, really, and into a really sovereign, queen like, empowered, um, co creative state with the universe where they can really start to manifest the life of their dreams and with ease, they don't need to hustle or force anymore. So, that's kind of the area I play in. It goes into you know more nuance than that. I love to work with masculine and feminine energy, Mm -hmm. polarity, and you know, all of um, shadow work and inner child and meditation, but it's very kind of intuitive and holistic. And, you know, I always say to my clients, if you've got a specific, like, I want to run a marathon, I'm probably not the person for you. External goal setting, yeah. Exactly, exactly. But if you want to um, really elevate your life, co-create the life of your dreams, if you want to get to know yourself on the deepest level you ever have, you know, and if you want, I'll say like, I can support my clients with their business because everything is interconnected or I can support them with their relationship or I can support them with their health goals but I'm not going to give you like a okay go away and do this 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 and this check back in with me when you've done it that's just not the way that it's
0: like the real like knowing yourself as well and I suppose those goals change when you really tap into why you want to do that that's the thing I used to always, yeah. I was like, lose weight, um, you know, just because I felt like I should because every, you know, like, that's what you're taught by society, especially, you know, yeah. even coming on to the school this morning, I, I've not been well this week and I don't want to show my face because I've got no makeup on. That is like, yeah. I mean, that's the conditioning. Yeah, it
1: really is the conditioning. And, you know, I, something I really feel is happening at the moment there's like a real sea change amongst women Mm. that they want to kind of put away the person that they were taught to be and really return to who they were born to be and that's so powerful and I think that throughout our lives you know we're always taught that we need to do things in a certain way or live by certain rules Mm. follow certain patterns or certain pathways to success and that is going to be what makes us happy and the irony is like most of my clients or most of the people that seek coaching are actually really successful people they've mm. ticked all the boxes you know they've lost the weight or they've had the business or they've made the money or they're married and they're like still feeling this real hollowness this sense of deep unfulfillment yeah and I truly believe that that's only going to be quenched by kind of spiritual nourishment and really getting back in touch with your soul
0: 100 it's like it's that inner relationship isn't it that so many of us uh, you know just don't have um, yeah yeah so that, yeah that just sounds incre- and it also reminded me of women I've, I'm guessing you've read this but women who run with the wolves run Yes. With, yeah it's That's so, a huge it's inspiration so, Yeah, for me. it's so like generational and like old um, you know things that have happened to women in time and the stories and the myths as well I think it's so yeah. Even Bluebeard, I think, is one of the most powerful when...
1: I literally just used Bluebeard in a coaching session with my client oh yesterday. Oh my God,
0: that's so weird. I was thinking yeah. Bluebeard this morning, like that kind of thing of like, yeah, just an amazing story. Um... That's a perfect
1: representation of like a woman who's in her daughter state and mm-hmm. hasn't yet been able to kind of migrate through to the, the queen or the woman archetype yeah. and yeah. needing to call on her own inner masculine to get rid of the patriarchy which is bluebird right which is the the, the angry evil husband so you know it's that these stories are so amazing and people might think you know your listeners might think oh well what do fairy tales have to do with like my life or i people ask me like why do you use mythology why is that relevant to personal transformation and i always tell them that I use this example right so most people who've worked in the corporate world or have had nine to fives will have been to like some sort of conference right in their life
0: mm-hmm. and
1: like they are boring as fuck can I swear on this conference yes, um, this no! podcast. okay good. <laughs> <laughs> on this conference they're boring as fuck aren't they like you're literally yeah. going through them and you're just like oh my god my life like like what on earth like thank god I'm getting paid otherwise I would literally like die if I had to sit through this the rest of my life But then at the the end of the day, they usually roll out like a motivational speaker. Mm. And the motivational speaker comes out to basically pep everybody back up, getting you like ready for the awards or whatever are going to be happening that night. And the motivational speakers always, you know, you'll notice that the room goes quiet, people's phones go away and people's ears Mm. prick up because they don't talk in facts and figures and statistics and boring shit. They talk in stories. They tell you stories
0: and a, a person yes. talking to a person yeah exactly
1: and that speaks to you on such a different level like if you speak in metaphor or if you tell yeah. a story yeah. or a fairy tale like suddenly it speaks to like your child soul like you start yeah. to remember you're like I remember being a child I remember listening to stories I remember being so swept away by the magic or scared by certain things and it really speaks to you on a level that like we don't access day to day and it gets you in back into your right brain which is mm-hmm. your creative intuitive uh, more feminine aspect of your brain in terms of feminine energy And um, so that's why i use them and that's why i think it's so powerful that's why where uh, books like women who run with the wolves is it speaks to you no matter who you are no matter where you've come from because yeah you're a woman and that wild woman archetype lives within you whether you like it or not 100%
0: yeah oh yeah those conferences just (laughs) (laughs) they're like it feels like a
1: past life now I'm just like I I had to go on the tube the other day and I saw like St Paul's bank and like all those stops and I literally got shivers. I was like, never again, never again.
0: It's that horrible feeling of like, you go somewhere. I remember going to this, like, I mean, they're probably not listening, but I remember going to this like DHL conference and literally I wanted to die. I couldn't believe that people had had conversations this long for these many days about parcels. Like I just-
1: I know. (laughs) Oh my God, that's crazy. (laughs) the amount of meetings you can have about parcels well
0: yeah I mean you know a lot of fertile ground to talk about in parcels oh (laughs) Jesus Christ anyway um yeah uh yeah I mean you've touched on what you do as well but and like what you and you clearly love it but what do you love most about the work that you do
1: oh there are so many layers to that question and to my answer And you know what? I really want to make a point here, actually. Mm -hmm. The initial answer that I want to give is about me, right? Mm -hmm. But the conditioning comes in and says, don't say it's about you because people will think you're selfish. Talk about Mm -hmm. your clients. And I want to break that. The first thing that I love about what I do is the fact that I get paid and I get paid well to do what I love every single day. And Mm -hmm. I can wake up every single day and say, what do I want today to look like? How do I want today to be? That to me is freedom. But it's, isn't it interesting how the first thing in the conditioning was like, oh, but you're, the listeners might think you're really selfish if you say that you just love it yeah, because like, you're yeah,
0: getting to do what you, you love. If you were a master sitting here, you probably wouldn't have had that thought. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Oh, oh no. And, and clearly that's not selfish. That's like for someone to show up in that space and be like, I can create the day I want and I earn the money I want as a woman is a massive like to another woman is like wow you know I want to so powerful yeah like the freak in that as well is is completely and it's this
1: big permission slip isn't it just to say like it might activate you, it might inspire you, it might trigger you a little bit. You might be like, well, who is she to like get up every day and like do what she loves and get paid for it. But like, that's only because on some level, like your soul knows that that's possible for you too. And so you feel that uncomfortability of being like not where you could be. And like, that's what causes the trigger. But aside from, so yeah, so the first thing is like the quote unquote selfish reason of like, I fucking love getting up every day and like getting to do what I want. If I wanna have a slow morning, I can have a slow morning. Like, uh, people wanna pay me because they literally just want me to like hold space for them and share what I'm loving and what I'm interested in. And like, that helps to improve their lives. I mean, what's better than that, right? Amazing, yeah. But the second thing that I love about it is I, and, and this is about the clients, is I absolutely love watching women like reconnect to the light within that has never gone out because it's never gone out even in your darkest days and your darkest moments and you know I've been in the pits of emotionally abusive relationships or substance abuse or overweight or whatever it is that's really getting you down that's making you feel like that light has just completely gone out it's never gone out and once you realize not only that it wasn't out during those experiences but that those experiences were served to you perfectly
0: to awaken
1: you that you called in the experiences that you needed to crack you open so that you could serve and contribute something to this planet and leave a legacy of meaning and of impact and of influence watching somebody realize that and seeing that like those pennies drop is like it gives me chills even thinking about it like that's the most amazing feeling because every single person and every single woman on this planet has A song inside of her that needs Mm. to be sung and until it's sung it feels deeply unfulfilling Mm. and it doesn't matter if you've already got kids or a family or if you've ticked off all the you know you could be a director of a company it doesn't matter if you are not contributing like if you're not giving away what is yours to give Mm. and not just using your mind and your hands to type on a keyboard but using your heart and your soul to contribute what's yours to give to this planet until you get to that point, you will always have that that thirst, right? We talked about that thirst for something and you can't find it, you can't quench it. And so seeing women being able to quench that thirst for themselves by actually giving rather than consume, 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 Mm. that is the most incredible. I get front row seats to the most incredible transformations. I get to watch it in front of my eyes. I mean, that is just amazing. That
0: is, and also just what you said about I think for me, I mean, I was in the depths of like, all of those things that you said, uh, weight, substance abuse, like depression. And and then I think when someone reshaped it for me and said like, that was like for a reason for you to be here, to be able to hold yeah. space for other women. And, and, I'm, and the gifts that I have, I just, I remember in my twenties, I would like get on the train and poignantly look at other people and be like, what the fuck? Like, is there some sort of, am I missing a manual? Like, I don't get it. And it's and it was it, to the towards the end it felt like what you said about that song it felt like mine was screaming at me to be like yeah. it has to change you have to change this has to change and it's because i just couldn't imagine a life of a nine to five um you know on a train with just settling for things that i didn't want um yeah. and that's so tr- it's so like powerful when you realize that that you don't have to um, no. I just thought oh well, this is what everyone does I obviously have to do it and it's like no that's no <laughs> so yeah just what you said just amazing just and having that freedom as well to I think as well just as women you know for me certain periods in the month I'm more tired than others and like just to be able to be like ah, oh, today I'm gonna I'm going to take it a bit slower. I'm not going to do as much as I would yesterday or the week before. And I can't, you know, unfortunately we don't live in a work or a, in a culture of work where that's like, okay. You know, I worked no. in a very like, fast paced environment. Like you couldn't be like, I'm really tired today. Can I just do three things and go home? Like <laughs> you know, like,
1: exactly. The world yeah, that we so live in like... has not been designed with no. feminine no. beings in mind. No. And like fully like reconnecting to your cycle and your period and your hormones Mm. and releasing the shame around those things is so powerful for women like I have always had really bad period pain Um, yeah like so many women um really bad to the point where I would like want to go home from work I would Mm. like lie and say that I had a headache because like I was too embarrassed to say that I had my period
0: Mm. and like
1: you know we're so conditioned to put like just to plug it up and never speak about it and like shove tampons up there and just make sure that like no one ever hears about it. And like, God forbid anybody like sees your tampon, like flush it away before like anybody- Yeah, no one should know. (laughs) And the adverts had like blue gel rather than like anything red and like just ridiculous, right? And like, once you step away from from the the sort of matrix world, you start to, and you get back in touch with, like if you read Women Who Run With The Wolves or Mm. you get back in touch, maybe you find a woman who's like, following the moon cycles and you're like, oh, like she's so magical, like what's that about? And then she tells you like your cycles are sacred and suddenly Mm -hmm. you're like, I really wanna honor my period. Like, why have I shamed this thing about myself? When actually, do you know that when you're on your period, you are your most intuitive? You're you're most wise when you're on your period and you're most powerful. To the point where in some indigenous societies where shamanism and stuff is the main tool of healing, they won't even work with women who are on their period because they're too powerful. You have wow. to wait until you're I, off.
0: I know that. that is amazing. That, oh yeah, God, I need to remember that next time I'm totally there. Is so
1: much that we do not know and that we're not taught. And your periods are like a magical journey every single month. You yeah. start like actually on your bleed, like in your kind of cave, wise woman, like you just want to be intuitive and mm. read and stay in bed oh. and be insular. And then, like, when you come out of it, you're like, oh, I'm in this kind of, like, maiden week where I feel super productive and creative. And then as you ovulate, you're, like, this queen who's, like, grounded and bringing things into fruition and magnetizing everything. Yeah. And then you kind of go into this wild woman where you, like, start to get crazy, a.k.a. PMS, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's what we call it. It's like, oh, you've got PMS. Like, you should, you know, subdue that. But actually like wild woman is a really fucking cool energy like very powerful yeah. as long as you're not using it to to be harmful to others yeah her, and that's like,
0: so destructive let things fall yeah. apart
1: like let things be a bit chaotic like clarity comes from chaos so yeah. you know embracing all of those cycles and seasons within yourself is like I had a really powerful realisation a few months ago where I was like, The reason I feel so shit when I'm on my period is because I still have the same expectations for myself that week as I do every other week. If I just yeah. reduce the expectations,
0: you're I wouldn't so feel bad. as bad. Actually, to block that almost like to have that week as like, Okay, I'm gonna you need to just know that you're gonna dial it down. Yeah, put it in your calendar if you've got a regular cycle, oh, yeah, yeah, which yeah, I'm I have to do. Like it tells yeah. you every month, so exactly And every single month I still beat myself up I'm like oh I should be doing this no
1: don't make any plans like I do not make any plans on my period and I don't I wouldn't have booked this podcast in if it was my period week like I wouldn't do externally focused things I stay in bed I read I journal maybe I meditate maybe I watch my like a a nice old movie that I like you know I cook some pasta. And I just like chill, like, and then I'm like, because I know the week after my period, I'm super creative and productive. I often get a lot of
0: wisdom. Yeah, yeah. And then I
1: like wanna put it into action. So like all in good time, but like, you're right. The working world does not, I've been like on the like floor of a cubicle in my office toilet being like, oh my God, like this hurts so bad. And then like having to go back out and like pretend everything's fine. And, you know, just shoving like five ibuprofen in
0: at a time just to yeah, try make like it go away. I think I got to the point where I was so desperate one day. I thought, I'm just going to tell him I've got my period. I had, I had a male manager and I was so, yeah. like, I was at the point where I was almost angry that I had to, I felt ashamed to say it. And I also felt angry that. I had to sit at work feeling this awful. So I just, he was like, I can't remember being like, can I have a chat with you? And he was like, yeah, sure. It was like this, you know, cool advertising guy. And I was like, I need to go home. I'm really unwell. And he's like, oh, what's wrong? And I was like, "Um, I've got really bad period cramps. And he was like, (laughs) <laughs> but it, it worked he was like "Go, oh, yeah go don't, yeah no no, no. Oh, they, they don't
1: want to know go, anything go, about go. it they're like just go it is a good kind to get out of jail free card but you know we need to reconnect to it as not only something that is not disgusting so many women think their own periods are disgusting they don't like the smell they don't, don't like, the like the look
0: i think my mom had a kind of weird shame around it as yeah well.
1: there is a lot of internalized shame around yeah. it really like not wanting to see the blood not wanting to you know and as i've gone on this journey like i've connected more and more to the point where i don't use any tampons or anything anymore i actually mm. use they're quite my my 17 year old self would be like what the fuck? they're like these huge bamboo like they're like recycled bamboo like fleece like they look like like a fleece big pads with then like nappy material that wraps around my knickers and poppers and you can put them in the washing machine i got five of them And they soak up everything,
0: but my- Tampons, I've never, um, never, uh, just don't- You don't want any of that plastic
1: shit like near your- You're
0: just not, also you're not really letting it, you know- Flow. Flow, yeah.
1: That's it, that's it. And the mentor that I work with said that your body needs to know that you are letting the blood flow, basically. She said, once you let it flow, your cells Will be like, okay, she's working with us, not against us. Like yeah. your body is so intelligent; it knows
0: yeah, hugely. And
1: so I wear these huge pads that are like super, like big na- nappies, really kind of. But you know, but I love it because yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm loving it. I'm letting it all flow. I'm embracing it. I like to see the blood. I like to see the color. I like to, I, I like to
0: experience it. Yeah, right. And it's like, it's a, just, and also, it's, it's something also in a weird way. I mean because I had so many issues with like food and my my period stopped and like my periods were used to be really regular and all of this stuff and now like I don't take the contraceptive pill my, my period will come regularly every month yeah. like, like maybe a few days here or there but like I also feel like an element of sometimes of feeling really like proud like my body is like Got into sync and it like trusts me and I can and I nourish it enough that it can you know so it's actually nice to look at it in that way rather than this weird shaming uh you know thing of Mm, definitely away from that because it is such a what exactly what you were talking about bringing it back to like it's actually a really powerful time of the month it is yeah definitely
1: to connect to what it means to be a woman um and your natural your bodies and how you know how clever it is so yeah worshipping it in that way and saying and how beautiful is that after you'd spent a few years you know in that state of abusing your body and it and it mm. had to shut down in certain ways to survive and now it's like regular and it's back and it's trusts yeah, you
0: it's, it's such, a, such a nicer place to be for sure really you know, it really person. is so intelligent and uh yeah just knows when you're doing things that you shouldn't be doing (laughs) Mm. um I know that you touched on this but is there a story of your own healing um and if you're if you if so please share if like you're happy to share
1: Mm. so do you just want like my my general spiritual awakening or do you want me to give you something quite specific
0: oh you could have like what maybe just what um yeah what led you to this path I know you've touched on like yeah the, yeah my life and un- unfulfilled and, yeah hmm. yeah so
1: I have always been intuitive very sensitive emotional um deep thinking um and I lived my life in sort of two halves really I there was the inside me who was really all those things um the kind of little girl in me I suppose mm. and then there was the outside me who I built as a shield to protect me and to move through the world. And that was kind of like the grown up version of me that was quite masculine in in terms of my energy. I've never been a tomboy, but I was pretty masculine in terms of the way that I operated in the world. I was very boisterous, very loud, very action orientated. Like I was queen of goals. I would set goal after goal. You know, I was very much always wanting to improve myself and better myself and I could never let myself fail. You know, I used to say failure is not an option. I was very like uh, strict with myself in that way. and so I've had this really, until kind of my late 20s, I've had this odd life play out where I was very successful at work, but my uh, personal life in terms of my relationships was really, really difficult because that is when the real me would come out and the real me was still kind of that five-year-old girl because I've never allowed her to develop and grow and be in the world. I just shut her away and made this fake person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was kind of after really 12 years or so of and it's it's all it's textbook really you know body abuse Mm. hating my body under eating overeating over drinking four years of an emotionally abusive relationship two years before that of not an abusive relationship but a very um a comfort blanket relationship that just Mm was a bit toxic but in different ways we were just kind of we would never leave each other we're very basically codependent but um then the second relationship was more abusive Mm. um then I went into the corporate world and I was like smashing everything and making money and saying yes to everything and I was out every night and you know it's never never on my own and Um, really just thought that I was doing well. After the relationship, I wanted to make up for lost time. And I was like living in London and like, you know, Mm. as I said earlier, kind of hashtag living your best life and Mm. out binge drinking and then working in sales. And then we were in Canary Wharf. So it was just like, it was just your classic kind of London party girl working hard in the city and thinking she's happy kind of story. Mm. Um, And then it was about four years into that when I was 28, um that that world just kind of started to break down it was just nothing significant but just one thing after another so they were like I was on this real upward trajectory at work and then um, I, and then I went for a couple of promotions and I like didn't get them and that was really unusual. And like, I had a really big like ego bruising around that because I was very much the person who was like always the front runner. Mm-hmm. Um, I started to like not feel happy. There were lots of changes at work as well. There was a big restructure and I just wasn't as happy there. Mm-hmm. Um, I was starting to feel tired and worn out from the lifestyle, like, and I was the ringleader as well. So I felt like I had to maintain this kind of like going out on a Wednesday, going out on a Thursday, or Friday, you know, I never said no to anything. I would have gone to like the opening of an envelope, like they say. Like I was very much prided myself on being Mrs. sociable and being kind of the queen of uh queen of pubs. And um this is literally what I used to say. I call myself queen of a lot of things, which I think shows that there's like this inner queen in there, but I was just queen of like the wrong things. Yeah. <laughs> of goals, queen of pubs, now I'm like queen of, you know, holistic, uh, intuitive. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I started to break down and my love life was just a bit of a mess, you know, yeah. ghosting after ghosting and then I was supposed to meet this guy in uh, Chicago and then he ditched, but I was already planning on going there. Long story short, I decided to go to New York on my own. I just said, I've had this nudge, I think it's my intuition. I'm so out of touch with it. like I had no clue. It could have been my intuition. It could have just been like a random idea. But I was like, I Think it's my intuition, telling me to go to New York. So I went to New York on my own after having visited my godparents in Chicago for a couple of days. And I honestly, that trip was completely life changing because for the first time ever, I was doing something for me. Mm-hmm. I was alone. I wasn't doing it for the gram or like doing it clubs with friends. I was just there on my own, experiencing this amazing city, you know, like New York is incredible and mm-hmm. so vibrant and so much going on. I'm making all these nice plans for myself, taking myself out for food, you know, going to exhibitions. And suddenly I started to have like all these thoughts and reconnecting to like the real me.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: questions started coming in around, you know really big questions like how do you want to spend the rest of your life like why are you so upset over these jobs that you don't even really care about like you only wanted them because your pride is so bruised that you didn't get them you know it's not that I actually want to do that work and I didn't look at my manager and think I really want your job or your job you know so I was like at this real crossroads between like this lesser lesser walked mysterious but kind of exciting path and then like the rest of my life sat in front of a computer going and getting drunk and being hungover on the weekends and like mm. just making my way up salary bracket after salary bracket and like hoping that I eventually find my happiness
0: mm.
1: and I looked at that road and I just smiled and said that's not for me there has to be another way mm. it's 2019 at the time mm. we've got the internet I'm an intelligent person. There has to be a way for me to make money that doesn't require me to work for someone else. That was where I was at. It was very like driven by I needed, I wanted to be free. I had to do something under my own steam. Like, and I didn't want a bricks and mortar business or anything, but I was like, there just has to be a way. Like, so as I started thinking about that um, and realizing that everything I had been striving for, every relationship, every job, all the money, every choice I'd made hadn't been because... I wanted it or I desired it it had been because I didn't feel like I was good enough just the way that I was. Mm. I'd been denying my true self my whole life and then I asked myself well if everybody in the world had to step forward and give one thing and I started having my friends pop into my head you know one of them's a hairdresser that would be her thing and one of them's you know a writer so maybe that'd be her thing and you know electricians that'd be his thing whatever it might be And I thought, well, it's going to get to me and like, what's my thing going to be? And I was kind of playing this scenario out in my head. And at the same time, you know, when the word coaching popped in and it popped in very clearly, it wasn't just kind of an out of the blue. It was actually something people had been saying to me for years. That's the irony when people say I need to find my purpose, need to find my purpose. Usually it's been hiding in plain sight. Like Usually people have been saying it to you for Mm -hmm. years. You just haven't been listening. So like, I had this nickname amongst my friends of being like little Oprah. Like I would always take people and have like Oprah chats with them and like, <laughs> yeah. you know, I had this Oprah energy of being like, I don't like to talk about shallow bullshit. As you can probably tell, I like yeah. to go straight to the heart. Yeah. And I love to have deep and meaningfuls, right? With people mm-hmm. that deep and meaningful conversations as we used to call them at school that was like my vibe since forever I love nothing more than like if you came to me and you were like babe like shit's really going down in my relationship but can we just make a cuppa and like talk it all through that would be like crack to me like I'd yes. be like yes let's like unpack it let's figure it out let's like help you feel amazing again you know that was like where I love to be it helps you know I love to feel needed I love to give I love to hold space I love to help people remember how amazing they are mm-hmm. and I like to I of psychology and unpacking things and stuff so it just made a lot of sense people have been saying to me like have you ever thought about life coaching you know you should do that but in my mind life coaches were like middle-aged women yeah. are, you know not someone young who maybe hadn't had as much life experience although actually I've had more than enough life experience and I think that's why going back to what we said earlier like we yeah. had those experiences young mm-hmm. yeah so that we can like awaken quicker most people don't really truly awaken until they're like in their 40s and they're having a midlife yeah. crisis yeah. But I'm not even 30 yet. So I'm 30 this July. And it's like, oh, now I understand why my 20s were a pile of shit. Yeah. Like, now I get it. Yeah, like, now I get it. So that I'm, like, ready to, like, lead and hold the space for the True. new yeah. paradigm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's so funny to me telling that story because so much has changed even since then. And that was only 2019. But I came back very resolved, I'm going to become a coach. I'm going to leave the corporate world. I'm going to make money for myself. And I'm going to help women to awaken on their journeys. Like I'm going to help women. I'm going to help women who are like me, who have a lifestyle that they're unhappy with, who are trapped in these cycles. And I was very much like wanting to help women transform their lives. Um, I came back. I stopped smoking. I pretty much stopped drinking. I lost about 40 pounds in a year. Wow. I changed my entire lifestyle healthily. And I was so driven by this purpose. I was so excited and lit up by this idea of like what I was gonna do in the world that like none of that bullshit mattered. Like Mm. none of it mattered anymore. Since then, I've been on much deeper healing experiences. So I did all of that on my own, right? In New Mm. York, I was just like there thinking and like the universe was just like seeding these ideas into my mind. Since then I've done, you know, deep meditation and shadow work courses with with mentors. I've worked one on one with like feminine mentors who, mm. you know, have helped me to get back in touch with my cycle, helped me to understand the mysteries of the goddess, you know, really like going down that path. Business mentorship, I'm in a mastermind at the moment with other conscious coaches, you know. So there have been lots of different things that I've dipped in and out of, as well as getting my accreditations in coaching and NLP. But most of it is just me doing the work, right? Me doing yeah. the work every day saying, if patterns or triggers or wounds come up, what is that? Like really looking at them, observing them, really treating myself with love, right? Like I had so much, that that was just the start. Like this is what people don't realize. When you awaken, you're like, okay, I'm going to be off, go off. And like, look this, it's like, no, babe, that's the start. You've then got to heal like everything yeah. that you've been ignoring since you were a child. yeah. Like literally, so- I had to do so much inner child healing work around sharing my voice, so much inner child healing work around my emotions and how big they are. And I'm really trusting my intuition, so much shadow work around my relationships and like really taking responsibility for the, my codependency as well, rather than just going, I was in these relationships, you know, it's like, no, I was really codependent because, I'm, you know, and it's, that's the shadow work really taking responsibility for your darkness as well. Um, so listen, I could talk about this all day. There's been so much on my journey, but that really was almost like the moment where everything changed. And it was because I was able to be alone, Perfect. really ask myself those big questions. What do I want? Who do I want to be? Who am I becoming? And am I happy with that? And then make the changes from there.
0: Mate, that's such a like, and also I have so many parallels with your journey as well. It's amazing when yeah. you have you, um, yeah, like come come across, meet people. Um So, um, so what do your spiritual practices look like? Um, just stuff that you do day to day. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So my spiritual practices are the foundation of my spiritual practices in a work. I think the the obvious answer to this question is to say like every morning I get up Mm -hmm. and I meditate and this and that, all of that stuff is amazing, right? I love to meditate. I love to do breath work. I love to pull my, I've got about 60 million Oracle card decks that I, you know, and I love to pull from all of them at different times. So, you know, I've got sage here, palo santo. I love um, essential oils, you know, there's all of these different elements come in, but Mm -hmm. all of those pale away. If the inner work is not being done, that is spiritual practice. Like spirituality can manifest in whatever way it likes on the outside. But it's like genes. It's like, you know how you've got a gene and then the way it presents itself would be like blue eyes or brown eyes, right? So like, it doesn't matter how your spirituality presents itself, but the gene is always the same. That is inner work. Mm. So that is me choosing my beliefs, choosing what beliefs are going to create the reality that I want to live in,
0: Mm -hmm. connecting
1: to those archetypal driving energies within me and making sure that I'm keeping them in check and not allowing them to like, slip over into their shadow attributes so you know being too controlling or being manipulative or being um jealous or you know all of those sorts of things watching my triggers come up watching any wounds and really choosing myself every day because it is a choice yeah choose yourself every single day yeah what world do I want to live in who do I want to be but you know when it comes to like the fun answer yeah love to meditate love oracle decks I love to read as well you know I never used to read when I was younger I read Harry Potter and then after that nothing much (laughs) And and I realized you know it's because you know I love stories don't get me wrong but I'm not a big fiction reader I love to read about things that interest me so once I started reading um The literature that I love, you know, like feminine, like uh, Jungian psychology, but told through a feminist lens, which is like women who run with the wolves or the heroines journey. I love Joseph Campbell, who's a big mythology um, analyst. You know, I love to read about that sort of stuff, really stuff to do with because I got a degree in anthropology as well. Right. That's what I did my degree. in. so it's all about I just love what makes us human what yeah. makes us human sapiens amazing book you know what makes yeah. us humans right and then once i discovered that i like i can't put a book down now you know so yeah i'm um those are all the things i love like to do day to day
0: so and also just so yeah I'm, i i totally identify with the um the um oracle cards as well just Mm. (laughs) so many card decks um I think you touched on how you use spirituality in your coaching so I think it you said it's very much based on like your intuitive your intuitive um you know what you feel is needed there with in that session um if there was like one piece of advice you could impart on the audience who who are probably a, a women who are awakening and along that journey what would that what would that be
1: Hmm. one piece of advice to give to awakening women I would probably say the thing that's coming up for me right now and if you any other day any other time it would be a different answer but what feels really present for me right now is you can go and work with any mentor you can go and read any book you can ask your oracle cards you can speak to a friend family member you can do whatever you want to try and help you create the life of your dreams but nothing and no one will ever override the sovereign wisdom that lives inside your own heart so you have to put everything through the filter of what you know to be true Mm. so you and seeking outside of yourself is a delay tactic Mm. to actually doing what you need no needs to be done let me go and ask this person see what they say let me go and ask this yeah, person. It's let like me read this let me google it. as well isn't it it's yeah. sabotage yeah. yeah
0: it's a lack
1: of trust but there's nothing wrong with saying this is what i'm thinking can i sound this out with you and like somebody holding that space and saying have you thought about this or that sounds interesting tell me more and why do you want to do that that's great that's a really powerful conversation but it still doesn't matter anything that they say if it doesn't feel true with your own sovereign wisdom that mm-hmm. lives inside your heart then it doesn't need to be true for you remember there's your truth and then there's their truth doesn't need to be the truth so it's like what's true for me take what fits try it on for size if it doesn't fit throw it away and if it does assimilate it but assimilate it in a way that
0: feels true for you so there's no
1: copying
0: yeah you know
1: so really putting everything through that filter of like what does my heart feel about this
0: Oh, that's such a nice note to end on as well. What does my heart feel like Feel like about yeah. this? I'm going to remember that today. Thank you yes. so much, Cece. It was amazing having you on the podcast. Oh, it's been such a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. As always, guys, if anything resonated with you, please come and visit my website um, and also come and find me on Instagram where you can probably find my website a lot easier and just find out how I work and what I do. Um, And I'll be back next week. Thanks, guys.